coming up on this episode of Here's an Idea. Think about tattoos. It's exactly the same. Instead of having the different colors, we have electronic materials that gives it uh, sensing capability. The same form factor and the feel of a tattoo, but it has capabilities to measure the body signals. I'm passionate about wearables that don't attract unwanted attention, kind of blend into our everyday life. And what is more minute than lenses that you can put on. If you see the sensor change color, you know that your sunscreen is wearing off and it's time to reapply sunscreen. This episode of Here's an Idea is brought to you by Futech Advanced Sensor Technology. Futech helps leading innovators shape the future by providing custom sensing and test measurement instruments for groundbreaking applications. Futech solutions push the limits of measurement capabilities and development to reinvent and redefine sensor technology. Professor Hanana Esmelbegi likes things that blend in. When Hanana was a child, her foot turned inward when she walked. Doctors wanted to give her something, a wearable, that would help her keep her feet straight. They wanted to give me a corrective shoe, and the shoe just looked very different from what other kids would be wearing. So I decided that there's no way I'm going to wear them. If the corrective shoe looked like any other shoe, though, it wouldn't have been a problem, Hanana says. Those early days as a kid with an into it turns out, inspired the way that the researcher and professor at the University of Illinois Chicago creates wearables today. Hanana makes things to be not seen. She makes things that help you blend in. So that was always my motto, designing something that doesn't make you look very different to other people. Dr. Esmel Begi's company is appropriately called Hide It. Hide It Wearables is a spin-off of the work she does at her lab at the University of Illinois Chicago. There, Hanana is a professor at the Bioengineering Department and director of the Wearable Technology and Sensory Enhancement Laboratory. So my passion with wearables is to design uh, wearables that are discreet and they don't at attract a lot of unwanted attention. And one way to keep a wearable hidden, even more than a sleek smartwatch that matches your style, is to, well, hide it in your mouth. Hanana and her team's idea started three and a half years ago. The idea for the mouth sensor is that you place the electronics inside of what looks like a tiny retainer, almost like the kind you'd find at the orthodontist office. With a swipe of the tongue across the top of your mouth, you can control external devices, like a laptop or a phone. So imagine swiping your tongue on top of your palate, which is not very difficult if you actually think about it, and then being able to control a cursor on your screen. The assistive device acts as a controller for objects like wheelchairs, robotic hands or arms, cell phones, computers, or anything else with a Bluetooth connection. The wearable could help those who have suffered a stroke and need to communicate or recover their mobility. The high-tech retainer also takes on an added benefit during a pandemic. And especially nowadays that touching things has become a riskier habit of everyday life, then those technologies could actually be more impactful. Aside from her own Hide-It technology, which has been tested so far in healthy subjects at the University of Chicago, Hanana appreciates the kind of wearables that blend in, like insulin patches that you can sneak under a shirt, or augmented reality lenses that are barely there but monitor for eye diseases, 
or superimpose digital information into the real world. I'm passionate about wearables that don't attract unwanted attention, kind of blend into our everyday life. And what is more minute than lenses that you can put on. And the technology's here. We can create sophisticated sensors, the kind that can tell you that you're getting a sunburn, that your heart rate is a bit too high, or even that you have the symptoms associated with COVID-19. But are you willing to put these sensors on your body, to walk around your house with a sensor on your forehead? Would you place a sensor in your mouth? Have we reached a point where wearables don't make us stand out in a crowd? In this episode of Here's an Idea, we'll talk to a number of researchers who are building wearables, and some sensors blend in more than others. We'll talk to the makers of a full-body network of health monitors. We'll speak with someone who created a UV monitor for those hot days at the beach. And we'll explore how one researcher wants to 3D print a sensor directly on your skin. We'll look at wearables in development and examine just how imperceptible they have to be for people to put them on. So here's an idea. Wearables. You're familiar with temporary tattoos, right? What if you had one that was very high-tech? Think about tattoos. It's exactly the same. Instead of having the different colors, we have electronic materials that gives it uh, sensing capability. The same form factor and the feel of a tattoo, but it has uh, capabilities to measure uh, the body signals. This is Yasser Khan. He's a postdoc at Stanford University. Currently, he works on making these tattoo-like, skin-like sensors, a set of them, in fact, called BodyNet. The BodyNet system has two parts, the sensor and the wireless component. The sensor detects a biosignal, like a heart rate or temperature, and the wireless component sends it out. The idea is that you place these sensors on different parts of your body, your wrist, your chest, and that creates a network, or a BodyNet impression. So... We would like to record uh, all the biosignals from the body. And uh, we use uh, devices which are skin-like. And uh, we essentially connect all them together to a hub. And that gives you the body net. How many sensors? That depends. It can be quite a few. It can be uh, two. It can be six. It depends on what actually uh, you need to monitor. And uh, if you want to monitor, let's say, blood pressure, temperature, heart rate, respiration rate, uh, and you want to record it in a seamless manner. You may want to place sensors on your wrist, on your chest, hey, even on your forehead. And now your body has a distributed set of sensors. All that data gets streamed to a hub, and that hub essentially sends the data to the cloud, where any red flags can be detected and alerts can be sent if needed. So let's say you you want to monitor a heart rate and respiration rate. In that case, you will uh, probably have a sensor on the wrist and one goes on the chest. So these are uh, continuously sending uh, heart rate and respiration data to the hub. And when we sense that uh, there's an anomaly, let's say your baseline heart rate is 70, but we are sensing 150 or something, then uh, the hub can send a message uh, to the user uh, via a smartphone, or it can alert, uh, uh, let's say, any healthcare provider uh, if you're uh, getting a supervisory monitoring. 
The team is even looking toward a platform where you can mix and match sensors, kind of like Legos, says Yasser. You can put a chemical sensor for a stress hormone like cortisol on one arm, a temperature sensor on the other, but let's talk about what it feels like to wear one of these sensors, let alone a Lego body net of them. Conventional sensors are made from fiberglass and silicone, which don't feel good on the skin. Electronic sensors require metallic materials, dielectric materials, and semiconducting materials. Yasser's team meshed all of that into a rubbery, flexible substrate. Our expertise is making uh, electronics, which are flexible and stretchable, and uh, these uses uh, materials which are inherently flexible and stretchable. And uh, that gives us uh, quite a wiggle room to create uh, devices and uh, sensors uh, that mimics the property of skin. How does it feel to wear one of these? Not bad, when there's no battery. These are super comfortable. Uh, you can think about soft tattoos. And uh, one of the cool aspects is you can wirelessly send out the data. And if you don't have a battery, it doesn't become really bulky. And at times, you won't even feel it's there. Comfort is one thing, but you still don't want to stick out. Will people be willing to wear a sensor on their forehead? Not necessarily, says Yasser, who learned a few things from a recent case study. The forehead is really good for the biosignals. We can record a high-quality signal. But in the user study, what we saw is people are not willing to wear devices on the forehead. And uh, now you have a trade-off between uh, the biosignals and also uh, the user preference. We call it human factors. From that, what we saw is uh, if you go to the upper arm or the forearm, these are actually optimal because here we do have the biosignals. And also, like, uh, these are the places people usually prefer to wear the device. And those are the kinds of questions that Yasser and his team are trying to answer now. Where's the best place to measure vital signs and biomarkers? You can make the best device in the world, but if people don't use it, we won't have the impact. Eventually, you need something that's imperceptible, says Yasser. Essentially, it's there, it's measuring the biosignals, but you don't feel that it's there. The next area for wearables will be bio-integrated electronics, says Yasser, where you can barely feel them at all. We're not there yet, to a point of imperceptible wearables. Patches, for example, are still a bit bulky. But we're getting closer to a kind of skin electronics. So uh, this will happen, I think, in the next five to ten years, where uh, you will see Fitbit in a more elegant form factor, essentially mimicking the properties of skin. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Futech Advanced Sensor Technology specializes in the research and development of sensors that measure force, torque, or pressure. For the past three decades, Futech has had the privilege to work with leading institutions such as NASA on groundbreaking missions like the 2012 Curiosity Mars rover and the upcoming Viper Lunar rover. To find out more about how their solutions and capabilities help support innovation in aerospace, visit www.futech.com. There you can check out applications like a multi-axial torque sensor and instrumentation system for quadcopter propeller testing, or the use of force measurement in the launch mechanisms of unmanned aerial vehicles. You can also explore over 100 application concepts across multiple industries, illustrating the limitless possibilities of Futech's products. Speaking of skin, a small patch being developed at Clarkson University in New York 
could help protect you when you're out in the sun. The team at Clarkson 3D printed a skin-safe wearable that could alert you when you're getting overexposed to UV radiation. You can print the sensor to make it look like whatever you want it to look like. But in the paper that we published, these are like 10 millimeter by 10 millimeter squares. This is Abraham Samuel Finney, a fourth year PhD candidate at Clarkson. He's one of the researchers involved with the 3D printed hydrogen-based square sensors for quantifying UV exposure. And 3D printing has changed the sensor game. With a 3D printer, sensors and prototypes of sensors can be made and tested quickly. Printers can inject conductive traces into a device or assemble the entire device in one go with multiple materials. Finney and his team made a kind of 3D printable paste. What's in that paste? Color dyes, a form of titanium called titanium dioxide, and two types of non-toxic hydrogels, gelatin and alginate. The titanium nanoparticles, when hit by light, act as a photocatalyst and degrade the dye. The degrading dye indicates an exposure. So what we were thinking was to make these as like disposable patches. So it would be like a, like a sticker, you know, that you just attach to your watch or a band when you, when you head out. Once you're exposed to UV radiation, the sensor changes in color, and that change can potentially be measured using an app. You can even put sunscreen on the sensor itself. For example, you can just cover this sensor with sunscreen uh, when you're applying sunscreen on yourself, you know, making sure that you cover the sensor too. And when you head out, if you see the sensor change color, you know that your sunscreen is wearing off and it's time to reapply sunscreen. The team has yet to incorporate a way to send signals to an app. An optical sensor, for example, could measure that color change and send a signal automatically. The goal, however, was to create a cheap sensor, and they did that. In our case, this reaction is, is not reversible. So it's like a one-time use sensor, and it's very cheap. If we are manufacturing this on a large scale, I don't even see this patch costing a dollar. It only takes about 15 minutes to make the sensor, too, says Abraham. And if they scale up their processes, they could reduce that time. Abraham loves the versatility of 3D printers, how they can print the sensor in a variety of forms, like a band or a patch. You can print the sensor in any shape that you want, and you can customize it to change to any color that you want. And Abraham sees a bright future for his UV sensor, especially as events like the pandemic make people more aware of the particles that they're exposed to. You could also use a sensor like Abraham's to measure how well an object or a room has been exposed to UV light for COVID-19 related sanitation. As time goes by, I think people are starting to be very aware. You know, like for example, these days, we look, in for, we, we, we look at food labels to see what goes, you know, into our body. And I think there will be a day soon, and I, I think we are getting there when people would be very curious to know the different things that they are exposed to. At least that's what the pandemic, you know, I think the pandemic is just the beginning. So people are gonna be like, more interested to know the different kind of these sometimes unwanted external stimuli that can affect their uh, body. Larry Chang is an assistant professor of engineering and mechanics at Penn State. And he wants to provide wearers with all kinds of data, but better data. An Apple Watch is good, but for certain biosignal detection, you really need to make sure that the watch is on tight 
and the detector is next to your skin. His plan? Make the sensor stick, in a way where it truly isn't going anywhere, by 3D printing the sensor directly on the skin surface. Professor Chang's sensor is designed to conform to the skin, even as you go through the motions of your day. And people move a lot. Why is that important? Because we are not sitting here all still all day, but rather we'll do different activities from walking, jumping around, different running exercise, or maybe go swimming and different、uh, type activities. This is Larry. The sensors he and his team are developing at Penn State are meant to monitor health biomarkers and collect the information for health providers. In one demonstration, a sensor captured EKG signals from the heart. And if you want to accurately measure temperature or EKG signal, you have to make sure the sensor is in strong contact with the skin. An electrophysiological signal hinges on the contact quality. If there's a gap, that changes the signal. If you need to check for signs of a heart attack, you need the data coming from those sensors to, of course, be accurate. And that means the sensor has to stay on. When Larry's sensor is printed, the researchers use a kind of air blower, like a hair dryer set on cool, to remove the water that's used as a solvent in the ink. And then it's a bit like a stamp. The sensor stays on tight, and then a hot shower can remove it. Think about the bandage we apply on the skin surface. When we try to peel it off, it hurts, and that's really not something we want to have. So that's why we specially design the material at the interface, and that is super strong, like a glue. But that can be dissolved in hot water, and that's around like forty to fifty degrees C. And when we turn on the hot water, and the sensor can all dissolve within the water, and then that creates the excellent opportunity to remove the sensor without the damage onto the skin surface. The on-body sensors have flexible circuit boards, and they can measure biomarker signals like sweat, hydration, temperature through all kinds of activities, thanks to the strong contact. Cheng's lab developed what's known as a sintering layer that allows the material to bond at a lower temperature. The sensor is still in lab development. Next, the researchers plan to alter the technology to target specific applications, like monitoring for the particular symptoms associated with COVID-19. If we have the stamp on the skin surface, that can pick up the information in terms of heart rate variability, temperature variation, and then they can alert the health provider so that they can save the patient if they get into the severe condition, and of course, optimize the hospital resources at the same time. The sensor could also be helpful for a lung disease like pulmonary fibrosis, which has coughs and muscle signals that indicate progression of the condition. If we can simply stamp a device on the skin surface of the chest, and we can capture all this information in terms of the coughing pattern and the muscle change and different heart cardio、uh, vascular signal change, and there will be a much easier way to collect this information. The stuck-on sensor can potentially perform big data analysis, diagnosing disease symptoms early. But the sensor does stand out, and you can feel that it's there. How close are we to achieving imperceptible sensors—the kind that truly blend in, the kind that would make our guest from our introduction, Professor Hanana Esmalbegi, happy? We're closer than ever to getting sensors that integrate seamlessly into our lives, she says, especially because of the pandemic. And how COVID nineteen has led to a greater demand for health data. The think about variables that are available now, like the first ones that really became popular, are watches that track our step, or our ECG signal, our cardio signal. They blend into our everyday life, right? They look like a normal watch that you would be wearing anyhow. 
is that hidden and discreet in that sense? Maybe, because our brain kind of blends them into our everyday life. But if you're talking about tech that you put it on uh, and it's very fine and hidden inside your clothing, or it's a patch that blends in perfectly with your skin, or a lens that you put on and nobody can really see them, that we're getting, we're closer than we think to it, especially the pandemic shine a great light on wearables and the importance of tracking our health individually as an individual person. Uh, so I think with that need identification and shining light on the importance of that in our modern life, we're getting very close to having those texts available. And maybe imperceptibility doesn't really matter all that much when the data is critical. Wouldn't you wear a sensor on your forehead if it meant that you'd know if you had COVID-19? When there's a need, people will be more willing to wear a sensor, says Hanana. Nicotine patches. When people actually have a need for them, then you wear them and you, you don't really care about other people noticing it, right? I had a step tracking device for the longest time, but I abandoned it because battery life with these devices is an important thing. And remembering to charge yet one more thing just wasn't that attractive to me. But when the pandemic hit and we all started moving less, then I needed to actually know how many steps I'm taking. So there was a need for it. I understand that because of the pandemic, and yet, like I mentioned, the importance of paying attention to your individual health, then the variables are going to become way more acceptable in our society. And we're going to all use it way more reliably than before. As assistive devices improve and we enter a more touchless world, Hanana envisions wearables supporting everything from health monitoring to pressing elevator buttons with a wearable tattoo. We've all practiced going to our doctor digitally now. So having wearables that actually track our vitals and then communicate it to our doctor digitally, um, that is going to become more prominent. A kind of alert that tells us when we've been out in the sun too long. A helpful retainer that allows you to communicate with the flick of your tongue. In a more touchless, distant world, we'll still need a kind of contact, a kind that warns us of danger or guides us through confusion. That kind of contact might just come from sensors, if they support a need, if they feel like part of our skin, if everybody has them, if, like a pair of corrective shoes, they don't attract too much attention. To our listeners out there, if you want to learn more about the technology featured in today's interview, go to techbriefs.com slash podcast. Here you can also find our previous episodes of Here's an Idea. You can also get these episodes from your favorite podcast provider like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. I'm Billy Hurley. Thanks for being with us on Here's an Idea.